Hey, Fidelity. How can I remember to invest every month? With the Fidelity app, you can choose a schedule and set up recurring investments in stocks and ETFs. Oh, that sounds easier than I thought. You got this. Yeah, I do. Now, where did I put my keys? You will find them where you left them. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE, SIPC. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. Just watch me love myself That's all I want Got what I want That's all I want I'm not sorry I'm Claire Fallon. And I'm Emma Gray. And this is Love to See It, an obsessively detailed recap podcast about reality dating shows like The Bachelor and other pop culture that makes us laugh, cry, and curse the patriarchy. We can't live with these shows and we can't live without them, but we can break down every juicy moment and unpack all the weird messages these shows send us about love, sex, and dating. Welcome to Love to See It, a podcast about how to ensure you don't lose even a single day of filming when your lead gets COVID. Above all, we must stay on schedule. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, Emma. (laughs) (laughs) And fill a lot of airtime with Americans attempting painfully bad English accents. I will spare you mine for now. After this week, I think I'll be too embarrassed to ever attempt an English accent ever again. (laughs) Joining us today for the week that got ruined by COVID, friend of the pod, co-founder of Defector Media, host of Normal Gossip, Kelsey McKinney. Kelsey, thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to go to romantic um, London, England with the two the of most you. The most romantic, romantic city place on earth. Yeah. And we're <laughs> I mean, so you honored can't beat it. you could fit this in between all of your many gigs, your many hats that you wear. Oh my gosh. It's my favorite thing to do. <laughs> to, to go to London, just just for a couple hours. And it's true. We are in London this week. It is the perfect place to fall in love, as verified by Zach. We see Tower Bridge. We see London Eye. We see those red double-decker buses going to Piccadilly Circus. That's when you know for sure you're in England. And we see Zach with our first attempted English accent of the episode (laughs) saying, Pip-pip, cheerio. We are in London town. (laughs) Zach is committed. He's really fully, finally committed to his role as The Bachelor. He's like, if it involves accents, I'm here. I'm starting to feel like Americans have gotten too much access to British television. <laughs> like, we're watching too many BBC miniseries. Everyone saw Love Island and was like, I could do it. I could do it. <laughs> well, some of them need to watch more Love Island because their take on some of the modern dating-related jargon is not oh, up to snuff. We we will get there. I have thoughts. It's more like they've been watching, like, Dickens miniseries or something. Yeah. <laughs> it's beautiful. 
I love to watch the 2007 Pride and Prejudice to prepare for my trip to London. I do love the image of Zach like curled up with Kira Knightley. Just like, this is the most romantic thing I've ever seen. Romantic England. <laughs> he has already had some fish and chips at a pub. He's heard there's royalty around. And for some reason, he's not terrified. He needs to catch up on his Netflix. But he is ready to rock and roll. So he says... My goal this week is to focus on the romantic connections, and then we'll see how the love comes. Wow. Yeah. It's an love innovative tracks. strategy, but we'll see if it works. <laughs> That's how you you focus on the romantic connections, the love comes, or it doesn't. Or doesn't. Yeah, it's direct. They get all the women also to try British accents <laughs> and to say, like, pip-pip, and as Ali says, Pip pip hooray, which is not. <laughs> I don't think that's really a phrase. It's actually hip hip hooray. I think hip, it's hip good. Is a different I thing. think you're both wrong, and pip pip hooray is great. <laughs> <laughs> Just start working that in into everyday conversation. It's linguistic fusion. It's it's a fresh new combo. Imagining how fast I could kill a conversation by saying pip pip hooray. <laughs> immediate death <laughs> this was like as a former theater kid i was like i'm getting embarrassed for my own past self watching this it was like watching a feed of drama club or something i was like i'm uncomfortable i like to leave that in the past where it belongs so they're staying at the park plaza westminster bridge which looks sort of like a bank outside mm-hmm. I like a like, Bank of America. Is, <laughs> this is very, very rough place to be trapped compared to last week where they just had a private beach as yeah. part of their hotel room. Yeah. yeah. It's nice inside. Um, it is. They have clearly a whole like suite or floor even to themselves. Yeah, it seems like they have a communal suite and then all have their own rooms too. Yeah, because they're spending a lot of time in the hallways. Yeah. Crying. <laughs> I was wondering about this because, like, a couple of them made jokes about, like, you know, waking up and seeing each other in the mornings. And so I was like, do they have roommates in their Probably. own rooms? They usually do. Yeah, but, like, usually they're also all in the same suite, it feels like. They're, like, Sometimes all Sometimes they'll together. put, like, two or three people in, in r- individual wow. rooms. They have to work with the accommodations. Yeah, what, what hotel will give them free rooms <laughs> for advertisement? You just got to work with. With what you got. I mean, I think it's important to note that this hotel room has a balcony. So it's rare, you know, never before has a hotel room had a balcony on The Bachelor. <laughs> I think it's a requirement because without a balcony, they can't go out on the balcony and shout, and yell. Zach! <laughs> <laughs> and then what's the point of this? Se- like, the week should just be yeah, canceled. Yeah, like, they might as well go home. They might as well. That's so true. <laughs> so as they're all waiting in the, in the suite for the one-on-one date card, they're speculating about possible dates. And this is when we first learned that Greer is a tea girl. She is like, her personal what would I brand do for a tea party is tea. I don't know, y'all. The like, <laughs> the pan to her like extremely blown out tiny teacup tattoo. Oh I was like, I, was, I cannot handle this. I was like, oh no, Greer, you need to go to a tattoo artist that specializes in fine lines. Yes, Greer, I have sweetie. some referrals for you. <laughs> if you're going to do a tattoo that tiny, I mean, you really can't be doing it with a regular tip at that. Guys, no. Greer tip. has <laughs> leaned in. Her Instagram handle is Cheerio Greerio. And in her Instagram bio, she has now written, my love language is tea. She's leaning in. Wow. 
This is her brand. She's just waiting for that special man who will take her to a tea party with corgis. She's waiting for an honest tea sponsorship. Like (laughs) Snapple is like running on over. Lipton call Greer. (laughs) (laughs) It's really a savvy thing to make your personal brand because there are a lot of brands that could potentially want to partner with her. But it's also sort of weirdly specific in this way where who else out there are they going to find who loves specifically tea as much as her? Like she's pitching herself to this niche market. I'm sure we're going to come back to this, but I just have a lot of questions about how the tea is like related to her family and why the tea is so important. Like I just... We may never know, Kelsey. (sighs) Well, I think we have a little clip of Greer talking a little bit about how much she loves tea. I know my one-on-one date, it's on its way. Like, I got the first impression rose the first night, and I recently told him how much I love tea. I literally have tea tatted on me. I would lose my if I got, like, a high tea here. She recently (laughs) told him how much she loves tea. I'm like, do you think Zach retains details, like, I like tea. (laughs) No, not about Greer. He doesn't. (laughs) She's about about to learn. I also want to take this opportunity to be a huge nerd. She's not, she's actually thinking of afternoon tea, which is the leisurely light (laughs) meal enjoyed by the wealthy. High tea is like a working class meal. It's like end of the day. You gather around a high table and you have like steak and kidney pie. Like it's like dinner. Wow. Okay, British history. <laughs> like she just wants some hearty meat pie. She's That's like, please, she's liver, please. <laughs> I've always wanted to gather on a high table with my rough and ready family and have a, a mug of tea and some steak and kidney pie. My well, iron levels are low. I, I love to learn new things, and this is a fact I did not know. Well, um, fun fact about I'm me. Sure. Also a bit of a tea girl. So Ugh! I'm a little offended. Show that Zach us your didn't. tea tattoo. <laughs> Claire, I can't believe you didn't tell Zach that when we met him. You really missed an opportunity. I feel like he should have just known. And if he couldn't tell, then he's not the right guy for me. I just can't imagine a context in which someone told me, oh, I like tea. And I clocked that as an important characteristic. <laughs> Absolutely <them>. not. Zero. <laughs> Zero. But there's so much more on Greer and Tea. We have to we have to move on for now. So the date card arrives, and it is unfortunately for Gabby. You're my queen, <sighs> Zach. Fortunately for Gabby, because this date is fucking wild. A lot going on in this date. This is the pretty yeah. woman princess date. And it's really this princessy because like- they're in, in London, and that means the British monarchy. Famously we all know romantic. Yeah. it works out really well for Americans. Nothing more romantic <laughs> than Americans entering the British monarchy. Yeah. Look, we've read Spare, okay? Historically, it goes well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it goes really, really well. No problem. I hear the monarchs, the royals are <laughs> notoriously a lot of fun. Welcoming. They have a lot of ov- overt personality and are very welcoming mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to lay out right now my conspiracy theory, which is that This whole date was enabled by Spare that the British monarchy is scrambling for positive PR directed towards the American market. And they were like, This is a great conspiracy. I what if we honestly (laughs) down? Yeah, I think you're onto something. I learned that their press, like how you know, press departments are really working overtime, making deals all the time. I accept that as full truth, and I won't be hearing counter arguments. So thank you, Claire. Why else would the British monarchy and like all these institutions associated with them? 
like do this ticky tack bachelor date if not to be like we need a flood of like no the monarchy is actually romantic and fun and cool and aspirational because <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people right now are thinking that we're like violently repressive and cold and cruel and boring <laughs> and boring like, <laughs> <laughs> we take any spark of happiness and romance and we just brutally snuff it out <laughs> just <laughs> smash it into smithereens <laughs> Uh, so this is all basically just PR, and Gabby is going to be the lucky woman to help sell the British monarchy to America with Zach. I think women, it's a great date, though. Like, it is PR, oh, it's but a lot she gets of fun. to do a lot oh of cool Oh my god, stuff. this date is incredible. Well, that's the thing. If this is what marrying into the British monarchy was actually like, then yeah, I'm sure a lot of people would yeah. like to do it. You're playing with dogs, <laughs> you're getting custom perfumes, <laughs> try on gowns. Going on a wild shopping spree where you, like... <laughs> Bachelor, the Bachelor and ABC just buy you so many clothes. It seems great. Wild. Yeah. Seems really good. And then you just wear them on (laughs) private romantic dates instead of to like ribbon cuttings for grocery stores. (laughs) Groundbreakings for hospitals. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like weird colonial tours. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So many of those. Yeah. So the women who haven't been chosen yet obviously look dead inside, but Gabby (laughs) finally has her moment and a man enters to pick her up in a suit and bowler hat. So obviously it's a butler. He invites her downstairs to meet Zachary Shellcross. And the women are like, whoa, a butler. It's <laughs> Nothing can be more London than a butler. It's so weird. All the times I've been to London, not a butler in sight. My understanding is that I've London doing is mainly wrong. butlers. From yeah. this. It's at least like the third form of employment. I think that like 50% of the English people we meet in this episode are butlers. Are butlers. <laughs> yeah. So Greer is truly losing it. She's like, I laid out this big gimme to Zach. I was like, I love tea. Here we are, the the home of tea parties. And he's sending up butlers, clearly to take people to tea, and not not for me. So when is my time going to come? Like, I'm worried he's going to send me home before he really gives me a chance. But Gabby and Zach are kicking off their date, their beautiful date in a luxurious town car where they're enjoying a tiny bottle of champagne. Neither of them have been to London, so they're very excited to explore just all the basic London attractions together. Um, You know, mainly just Just royalty-specific private things. (laughs) The date, Zach says, is all about having the royal experience and treating Gabby like royalty. And, like, all my notes throughout this whole date are just littered with the sides, like, oh, so leaving her mental health completely shattered while she uses her credit card to buy them Ikea couches? Is that what you mean, Zach? (laughs) (laughs) This is basically just spare Cliff's notes at this point. (laughs) Spare Cliff's notes with an aside of the Meghan and Harry doc on (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Spare and Meghan and Harry on Netflix retold through The Bachelor. (laughs) So they pull up outside Floris, a parfumerie to the stars that has created custom scents for the royal family. And so they go in and they're smelling like the signature scents of Meghan Markle and Winston Churchill, which is apparently disgusting. Makes perfect (laughs) sense. I was going to say really (laughs) tracks. Matches his personality. I would also just like to say that I was having a real laugh um, about the first stop on this 
grand tour of the British monarchy being a perfumery, where it is like literally a word that is French. And I'm like, why are we like, what is happening here? They're like romantic London. Here we go to a perfumery. I'm like, oh, so we're doing France. This is, it's France actually. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) all the best parts of like the British upper crust culture Basically, they just took. French stuff. Just, yeah. yeah, they just <laughs> took it right from France. They were like, that shit looks good. <laughs> Can you blame them? Yeah. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> so they they sit down with the, the perfumer, the royal perfumer, and he has them sample different, like, notes and pick the ones that they want to blend together into their own shared custom scent. And this is, like, I think the high point of the episode in terms of, like, people having fun on camera. So I think we do have a little clip of them sampling these scents. This one kind of smells like Sour Patch Kids when somebody's eating them next to you. Oh my gosh, it does. Oh, Christmas. It's giving Christmas with mixed with a little bit of weed. Marijuana? Yeah, this smells like, I'm not actually gonna say it. Body odor. This is a deeper sensual woody notes as well. Woody. Love sensual woody. And this is quite a, a modern... I'm loving my time with Gabby. We get each other on, like, the sense of humor. We get each other on our overall, like, vibe. Oh, my gosh. What's that cleaning supply stuff? Don't say that. Don't say that. <laughs> Gabby seems fun. Gabby's she having a great seem. time. I think I was biased by Zach coming on your podcast to, into liking him more than I did previously. <laughs> Um, Same. But also, it's like, I always forget that as the show goes along, they start going on dates with people that are, like, better matches for them. And then their, like, yeah. personalities open up. And I was like, oh, he's funny yeah. when he was with Gabby. And I was like, yes. oh, that's nice. <laughs> Isn't that yeah, nice? Yeah, like, they're not just having earnest conversations mm-hmm. that feel scripted, like a cardboard man. <laughs> Think of how much better the show would be if they, for every script, every, like, scripted, trite I'm looking for my mm-hmm. best friend conversation. We had at least one fun, genuinely goofing around conversation. The ratios are all yes. off. Like, I want to hear people talk about Christmas mixed with weed. Yeah. And then I love Zach being like, oh, the marijuana type of weed? <laughs> <laughs> no, Zach, it smells like dandelion. Yeah. <laughs> Grow up. <laughs> Zach went to dare. He's like, this is a gateway. (laughs) (laughs) No, this brings out a really fun side of Zach. But I also think that it's just the progression of time. Because we also see that when he first met Gabby with the maple syrup, he could not be fun about that at all. And so... I think he's just a lot more comfortable. Yeah. And they end up naming their final mixture Zabby. They love their their little baby they made together. Gabby is like, I feel like this is our first child. And she's like, one day we're going to wear this on our wedding day. But then imagine you make this beautiful custom scent and then Zach marries someone else and you're just like, do I, can I use this? Or... I continue to think that Gabby has the best deal. Even if she doesn't end up with Zach, she has so many souvenirs. Yeah. She has like Jimmy Choo's and a custom perfume. She can just change out that label, make it Gabby instead of Zabby if it doesn't work out between them. Yeah. I did write down that Zabby is an appropriate name because the other combination of their names is just like Gak, 
which is not good, actually. Less That's sexy. very bad. <laughs> so maybe she could just change it to GAC to wear if they break up. <laughs> oh, I'm into that. <laughs> and then they head to meet with another butler. This is Butler 2, Gunterald. I believe is what he referred to himself I did not as. even attempt to absorb his name. I nope. Googled him and his name is spelled Grant Harold, but it seems like he was pronouncing it a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. Um, he is, well, he's very fancy. He's very fancy. So mm-hmm. he is known as the Royal Butler and he really truly is like his business is to be like the Royal Butler TM. He used to be then Prince Charles's butler, and now he's just, like, famously once a butler to Prince Charles. <laughs> An etiquette expert, a broadcaster, and he will be just spending the afternoon dancing attendance on them, which is kind of what the royals do. They just sit around and have butlers just do a bunch of stuff for them all afternoon. So he makes them the queen's favorite cocktail, which Zach... Zach is not impressed. He calls it interesting, which is not a good sign. I feel like Zach had the same reaction to the queen's cocktail as he did to the maple syrup. (laughs) (laughs) The the queen's cocktail looks like it's just, like, watered-down Campari. Like, I'm sure there's something else in it, but something about the way they were holding it, I was like, is this just Campari? It was very red. What's happening here? (laughs) Yeah, the queen is not known for being, like, a tastemaker. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I looked it up. It's a Dubonnet and gin. Dubonnet. I, I, oh, the French are back. Know. Good. <laughs> Two ounces of Dubonnet, one ounce gin. But what's Dubonnet? Dubonnet is a fortified wheel. wine. Like Aha. Campari mixed with vermouth. Oh, so you were Half right. A lemon like wheel Campari. and ice cubes. So it's a Negroni. Ugh. This is it's just a Negroni, basically. It's like a British, a British Negroni. It's a British Negroni. Mm-hmm. No, thank you. No wonder Zach didn't <laughs> like that because he doesn't seem like the type of person to like bitter things. The one thing that we actually do know about Zach's flavor profile is that he enjoys eating pancakes with mustard and syrup. Excuse me, what? When did we learn this? <laughs> I blushed that right out. (laughs) On a podcast. I hate this information. I I know. It's very upsetting. Um, So it's hard for me to understand, like, how to extrapolate that out to, like, what other flavors he might possibly like. Because what kind of flavor combination is that to like? Um, But clearly, it's we're narrowing it down. Yes, mustard on pancakes. No straight maple syrup. No Mm -hmm. uh, Queen's cocktail. Negroni similar. Then a stylist has them try on hats and tiaras. Zach attempts a floral fascinator, which is very fetching. Looks great. And then they meet the corgis, which are just some corgis that are from the royal bloodline. They were really cute. I just love how low to the ground corgis are. Their <laughs> tiny little legs. Like, it just cry- it makes me laugh every time. <laughs> I like that Gabby, I'm imagining that, like, it must be very awkward to be in front of a royal butler in that they are, like, experts on etiquette and, like, I don't know how to sit up straight. And so I loved that Gabby was like, let me descend onto the ground in order to, like, hug these corgis. Like, I shall not Relatable. be proper. I will be down here with the corgis who I love. If there were, oh, yeah. like, seven corgi puppies that bounded in into a room, I also would immediately yeah. get onto the floor. That's the right thing like, to do. Like, how can I hold the maximum amount of corgis <laughs> at one time? I will say this. What do we think the queen did? Did she just, like, 
sit up at the table and glance down at the corgi and think, yeah, oh, no, I think yeah. sometimes one far was away allowed... for me to pet. No, the queen was in there with her dogs. She oh. loved her dogs. I, I think you the think queen she got was... on the floor. I don't know if she got on the floor. Did a butler lift the corgis yeah, no. up onto whatever no. couch she was Come on? Come on, have you watched The Crown? When she's like not on full duty, she's like in her wellies. That's true. And she's her a country barber gal. jacket. She's out there with the dogs in the dirt. My instinct is that the corgis had um, like red velvet stairs up into the couch, right? So they could just like <laughs> work them their own way up there. That's what I like to imagine. That's very elegant. That sounds mm-hmm. very French royalty, actually. Ooh. The English do have this like, we're just like horses and guns and dogs people who just like wear our 50-year-old rain slicker and like... Conquer other countries <laughs> and drive them into the ground. <laughs> exactly. That's just girly thing. things. <laughs> <laughs> So finally, Gabby tries on some gowns while Zach is like, whoa, and like, oh, oh, you look so beautiful. He's he's really bringing that enthusiasm. I did appreciate it. It's really incredible to me that he brought that enthusiasm for that first dress, which literally looked like a bridesmaid's dress that someone I would hated, be forced to wear. I, I was hated like, is that, that taffeta? Like, why would they put her in that? <laughs> Don't... <laughs> That, like, what is that shiny material? I don't enjoy it. Mm-mm. It was the other dresses were very good. This, that one was, he was very like, You bad. look so beautiful. And I was like, Wow, this man is a he's great. You know what? She did look beautiful though. She did, but she, she didn't, she did, that but dress. the dress was bad. That was, I'm gonna, I'm gonna I was worried. I'm gonna I was like, Are you they guys. gonna make her? I liked the dress. I think <gasps> Tap liked that is one. Underrated. <gasps> oh, no, 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 yeah. no, no. Yeah. Oh, wow. wow. No. We're gonna fight about Let this later. later. <laughs> not, no, not okay. I thought I knew you, Claire. I'm very upset. I don't Did know. You like I think it's time for Taffeta to have a moment again. No, yeah. dear God. Claire, mm-hmm. if you bring Taffeta back through force of will, I'm going to have to come to your house and lock you in there so that it can't happen. Listen, because that unfortunately, I don't have that kind of power, but I think that it can be in the mix of the fashion scene. It doesn't have to be banished to the basement, you know, every now and then a nice Taffeta gown. I'm, I'm here for it. She looked amazing. I, she looked I amazing I... in everything. But well, she's beautiful. Yeah. So she. I thought that, I looks thought the amazing. taffeta looked awesome on her. So, hmm. yeah, I'm just you, not a taffeta you gal. You can't not change for me. my mind. Not for me. No, no one's trying to. I love that for I, you. I personally am trying to change your mind. I yeah, think I you're feel wrong. like there's an attempting but way to change okay. my mind. It's okay. But we can. Agree I think to we disagree. can all agree, including Zach, that the last one she tries on. Oh, it's gorgeous. It. I it's loved like it. Deep periwinkle blue tulle with a plunging neck and like a full A-line skirt, shoulder bows. This reminded me of the Constance Wu dress in Crazy yes. Rich Asians. I love it. It's yeah. beautiful. Even the way it carried like on the hanger when they were carrying it out to Stunning. her, I was like, oh my God. <laughs> and the color, the color was gorgeous. Mm-hmm. I also enjoyed the little moment where Gabby's like, Zach, you love blue. They do know each other. (laughs) Zach also loves to talk about his favorite colors. Oh, yeah. This is a season that seems more focused on favorite colors than most, which to me is a bad sign. Like if the favorite (laughs) colors are so prominent in the conversation, like... Actually, that does kind of make me think that, like, the Greer comment is more reasonable. She's like, I know all his favorite colors, and he doesn't know my favorite drink. Like, that's (laughs) fucked up. (laughs) Yeah, it's true. That is messed up. Um, (laughs) She says that Zach makes her feel seen and 
not loved, but liked, wanted. She's feeling just like the tree princess feeling. They have afternoon tea. She's like, it's very royal of us. Somewhere, Greer doesn't know it yet, but she is about to be completely devastated. And then we learn that Gabby likes kissing Zach, but she's not a kisser. She's a cuddler. They just dropped that in there, but I was like, ooh, that's a risky thing to reveal on a date. It sure is. Just like, by the way, I'm not going to want to make out with you. I didn't realize those two things were mutually exclusive. Me neither. I thought they kind of went together. Like peanut (laughs) butter and jelly. (laughs) And on that note, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back (laughs) to talk about the rest of Gabby's princess date. Can you keep up? I like This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Sometimes there will be something that is just like nagging at me, bothering me about something in my life, and I just swirl it around and around and around in my head and don't quite know how to address it. And something that can really help me sort that through and like take action is therapy. I completely agree. I've been really stressed lately because I've just been getting sick over and over again. And before I know it, I'm feeling a lot of emotions and I don't even connect where they're coming from with the actual origin. We all carry around these stressors, right? And when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a great safe space to get things off of your chest and figure out how to actually work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash love to see it today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash love to see it. Okay, so you got engaged. Congrats. Now you may be wondering what comes next. If you're planning a wedding, the first thing you need to know about is Zola. With Zola, you can plan your entire wedding in one convenient place. From the day you get engaged and search for the venue to the day you send out your save the dates, make your registry, and even taste your cake. Zola has literally everything you need to make the whole process super easy and actually even enjoyable. There's even a five-star app that helps you plan on the go or, you know, from your couch, which is certainly how, uh, if I was planning a wedding, I would definitely want to do it as loungily as possible. <laughs> so important. I also just know myself. I I know that planning any kind of event, like even a birthday party, can get very stressful. And so it's been really cool to see friends use Zola. It really seems to make everything a lot less stressful. And as a frequent wedding attender. I love to be able to hop on that Zola registry and just purchase a gift. Easy peasy. I know I've done it. I won't forget. Thank you, Zola. Yeah, everything's all in the same place. It's perfect. Start planning at Zola.com. That's Z-O-L-A.com. Anyone who's been listening to this podcast for a while or even not that long knows that we love Article. I mean, honestly, I'm looking around my home right now. Coffee tables from Article, that lovely chair out on my deck, Article, our big console, Article, my bed frame, Article. This is an Article household. 
It is. And it's, I mean, it was an inspiration to me. We finally got our first article piece of furniture recently, our new couch. And my husband and I are both constantly just like, how did we live before this couch? This is such an improvement over what we had before. It's so comfortable. It just seems to get more comfortable every day. I mean, it's the couch you dream of. And the reason that we have both been able to find ideal furniture on Article is because Article believes in delightful design for every home. And thanks to their online-only model, they have some really delightful prices, too. Their curated assortment of mid-century modern, coastal, industrial, Scandi, and boho designs makes furniture shopping simple. And their team of designers are all about finding that perfect balance between style, quality, and price because we all want the best of all of those three things united in one piece of furniture, right? Plus, they're dedicated to thoughtful craftsmanship that stands the test of time and, you know, looks good doing it. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. To claim, visit article.com slash LTSI, and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash LTSI for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. And we are back. And of course, it's time for them to do the meanest thing they always do when women get the pretty woman or princess date, which is force that woman to go back and show every single item they got that none of the other women got to all of the other women. This is just mean to everyone. I mean, I will say Gabby seems excited. In this moment, I was thinking about how like Game of Roses will always say like, oh, the big play would be to share the stuff, like give give away some of your gifts. And as I was watching, I was like, I wouldn't do that though. Like no. it seems like such a good play, but like Here's as I watched thing. her sharing I un- her I gifts, I would be like, I would keep them. <laughs> oh, same. I'm like, oh, what? I'm going to give you my diamond earrings? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> Here's the thing. I understood everyone's responses in this scene. Like it was all relatable. I was like, Ga- if I was Gabby, I would be so excited And also, I would not give away my gifts. Mm -hmm, And if I was the other woman, I would both try to be enthusiastic for Gabby and also maybe cry. (laughs) Just just be sick. Just absolutely sick. I, like, live for a show and tell. Like, if you Mm. go shopping, I want to see what you got. Also, yes. Because I'm, like, nosy and also I just like it when people are like, here's what I have. And I could tell that there were even a few of them there where they were like, but I do want to know what's in all of these bags. Like, even though I'm jealous, I need to see it. Once you see the bags, you have (laughs) to know what's in there. That's what I mean. It's all relatable. Mm -hmm. Well, and I think the whole culture has moved in the direction of this very segment because of haul videos. Like, we are all living in a culture now of, like, I'm going to go on my phone and I'm going to watch someone show me all the shit they bought at Shein. I watch so many of those videos. Yeah. Unboxing videos. Like, there are unboxing videos for toddlers. Like, from a very early age now, (laughs) we're all being like, yes. It's hard to kind of avoid them on YouTube. You're Everyone like, loves we're just an watching, unboxing. We're just watching normal toddler content, and now we're watching someone unboxing toy trucks. And why? <laughs> Honestly, that sounds good. <laughs> Kids love it. There's, There's just something fundamentally satisfying where you're like, yeah. I know how this works. There's going to be a surprise at the end. 
gets me every time. I mean, it's the next best thing to going on a shopping spree yourself because part right. of the joy of yeah. the shopping spree is not having the stuff to wear. You lose half your interest in it once you've bought it. The joy is mm-hmm. taking it out of the box it came in and being like, whoa, it's here. <laughs> <laughs> and they're getting to do that with Gabby. And I think if she had on some level been like, you take this and you take that, they almost maybe wouldn't have wanted it because... Part of the joy of having the things is that you got to, like, get them just for you with Zach. And, like, to have her, like, graciously giving it to you, I think, would not feel quite as good. I still think they would have taken... They probably the, would have taken the diamond <laughs> earrings. The free stuff. Probably would have taken it. Um, everyone is so jealous. Charity is like, I've never been treated that way, ever. That made me laugh. I was like, who's been treated that way? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I do think that because this is this population of very hot women, that maybe it does seem like reasonable to them that this, like they, that they maybe know people who have boyfriends who take them on shopping sprees or whatever. For most of us. Never experienced that. (laughs) Yeah. I've never been treated this way. Had someone hand me a credit card and said, go. (laughs) Buy everything. (laughs) And I I also want to say, Charity, this wouldn't have been happening for Gabby either if production hadn't paid. Like, Zach did not take Gabby on a shopping spree. I was laughing so hard. Kylie's like, I can't remember the last time a guy paid for a meal, let alone Jimmy Choo's. I'm like, Kylie, darling. Zach did not pay for these Jimmy <laughs> shoes. <laughs> yeah, as far as you know, uh, Gabby's in the same situation as you in that this man absolutely no man did not has pay ever for bought her yeah. Jimmy shoes. <laughs> but Gabby shows everything off. She explains everything that happened on the date. The women who haven't had one-on-ones are already almost on the verge of tears. What when Greer hears about the tea, and she's like, "That is it." I told Zach I love tea. My he gave tea to tea. someone else. This is bullshit. Then there's a knock on the door. A man brings in the dress. Not even in a box. He's just like, here it is. Here's the dress. Allie has to like carry the dress in from the yeah. door. <laughs> I was like, could they not find a beautiful gift box for this to come in? Gabby reads out the, the card from Zach about how seeing her in the dress gave him butterflies. And this pushes Greer completely over the edge. She gets up silently, heads out into the hall to cry. And Charity gets up to follow her while the other women are sort of reassuring Gabby, who, you know, Greer left, like, without saying anything, but it was clear that she felt upset. And Gabby's now like, oh, I feel bad. Like, I'm not trying to brag. And the women are like, no, you should enjoy your moment. Like, don't worry about it. No one's upset. And out in the hall, Charity is comforting Greer. She's like, Greer is having a moment. She's reacting pretty heavily. I feel for her because I feel those exact same feelings, but I just wasn't expecting it to be this hard for her. Charity is truly doing the work of like house therapist slash comforter this episode. And by house, I mean like a Greer specific I did a little emotional coach shriek at that line because there's all that's the iconic line, right? It's like, I never expected it to be this hard and to have it re-delivered as like, I wasn't expecting it to be this hard for her is like an extremely like compassionate way to view this situation. Um, And also I'm like, girl, Greer is not your problem. Like (laughs) charity is so 
giving so and nurturing. She's she so really is like Greer's house mom this whole episode. She's checking on her. She's comforting her. She's giving her pep talks. And yeah, like really feeling her feelings for her. And it's telling that like Charity is kind of in the same position. She also hasn't had a one-on-one despite expecting one. And she also ha- expressed earlier in the episode, like, this is my dream date. Like, this is exactly mm-hmm. what I would yeah. want for a date. And that's and all she did. going backseat to Greer being like, this was clearly in- completely designed for me. This was my date and I should have gotten it. And Charity is, Charity is like translating that into empathy. Like, I know how she feels instead of, I would probably just be like, yeah, we all wanted this date. Like, look yeah. at us. We're on The Bachelor. I of course we too. all wanted the princess date. <laughs> And she we didn't did come here because we didn't want the her. princess date. Yeah, she did. She said, you know, you're the only one crying, but I guarantee you every woman in there feels this yeah. way. She said it so gently. And I was like, yeah. you're being so kind. But it was like the way she said it, it could sound like you're the only one crying over this. We all feel mm-hmm. bad. And instead it was more like, don't feel a lot. Don't feel yeah. like you're the only no, one. No, it was so compassionate. Yeah, it's, it's just because you're the only one crying doesn't mean that like, we aren't all really upset as in as if less to say like you should be holding it together and more to say like it's okay that you're falling apart because we're all yeah. the same which is such a subtle like difference mm-hmm. in how she delivered it charity is like really is just an angel and also the most beautiful crier i've ever seen we'll get to that later yeah. just straight track tears so yeah. she joins she's in the hall with greer and Greer is just venting about how hard it was to watch this when Gabby got the exact date she wanted. And she's like, I told Zach how my family comes together and bonds around tea. And Charity says, mm-hmm, like very sympathetically. <laughs> this is, a, what does that mean? I I wanted, also, I wanted to follow up there. this wasn't really a tea-centric no. date. The tea was ancillary, I'm going to yeah. say. She says, every girl who has gotten a one-on-one has said that he curated the date for them, and this was my personality to a T. I love the idea that my personality is a shopping spree. (laughs) I I like, it's worse. It's my personality is the British monarchy, which is like, girl. (laughs) It really is this, like, this, this complete, like, slew of just, like, I love being given gifts, and I love the British monarchy, and I love tea, which... (laughs) I guess that could be a personality, but it's not actually a very unique or admirable one. Um, And certainly in this crowd, it is not unique. Like, (laughs) we're talking about a bunch of beautiful women who won The Bachelor. Oh, you love getting gifts that are very expensive? (laughs) That's fucking weird and rare. (laughs) Like, who wants that? Not me. You're right. This was your personality and no one else's. You were wrong. I, like, uh, maybe this is just, like, that I am aging, but this whole episode, I was like, she's so young. Yeah. Like, Greer, I was like, she's she baby. She's 24. She's, she's young, and some 24-year-olds on this show read older. Yeah. She really reads, like, college. Like, she really, yeah. in every setting, I'm just like, yeah. she feels like she's, like, stressed over finals. <laughs> she feels like she's, like, excited for her sorority party. And it really comes out in this episode. In her in the moment, she says her love language is affirmation. And I want to say it seems like it's gift giving. But listen, we all love words of affirmation as well. And she hasn't gotten that in a long time. 
At this moment, Gabby comes through the hall with all of her bags of loot. And it turns out that Greer has chosen to sit and cry directly in front of Gabby's door. I'm like, did production? (laughs) They're like, I think that's just sit right here. Stay here. Well, and then Greer says, do you want to go in your room? And Gabby's like, yes. Yes. (laughs) Like, no, I was just going to hang out in the hallway with all my stuff. She's also, it like kills me knowing how many people are behind the scenes that they made her carry all of that stuff. Like she's carrying like 12 bags and a gown to try and get into her room. I'm like, is there no one who could have helped her? No, this is exactly what they want. They want I know. that visual yeah, of her loaded like, down with her stuff. They want her lording over Greer, just like dangling bags of presents directly over her yeah. head. Thank God she didn't have a gift of a special tea blend that she and Zach made together. That, that really would, would have pushed her over the knife edge. Knife in the heart. Um, so it's time for Gabby's night date. She puts on her beautiful new gown. She meets Zach at a set of wrought iron gates. He's in a navy tux with black lapels. He tells her that she looks stunning. He shows her inside the old stone mansion where there's an intimate dinner for them in a wood paneled room with mullion windows. It's all just very like royal, I would Mm -hmm. say. There's just like a real royalness to it. They sit and Zach says, isn't this London-y? I feel like we should be sitting very proper. (laughs) (laughs) We really should have done a British accent count. Oh, yeah. (gasps) Missed opportunity for us. It's really incredible how they can take, like, literally any place that isn't just the most white bread American, like, middle American culture and just be like, isn't it weird and cartoony how this place's culture is? Like, literally England. Like, we share a language, a lot of historical heritage, and they're just like, England, mate. Kings and queens, very proper. Claire, can you just do the rest of the recap in that yeah, accent? please. Just a humble request. <laughs> At me. the beginning, I said I was not going to try an accent this episode, and I can't believe I didn't even make it an hour before <laughs> trying an accent. This is so humiliating. So they raise their champagne coops, and Zach toast out. She makes everything fun and effortless. She admits that she was very nervous, but he makes her feel safe. She's like, you know, it's not always sunshine and rainbows with me. And he's like, yeah. Yeah, that's so true. It's about someone to do life with. And he again references that last season, he thought he knew someone and he really didn't. And he wants something real. And I have to say, I understood why Zag was annoyed that we asked him about the fantasy suite with Rachel. But he is like bringing up how betrayed he felt by Rachel like every episode. The lead can never help it. It's like people are going to start, people are going to remain interested in it if you keep bringing it up. Like it's this dastardly thing that was done to you. I think our question was very fair. We've talked about this before, the three of us, but like this is because they put them in this like lead role before they have any time to process the trauma of that breakup. Correct. So it's the same as like your friend who just went through a breakup talking about it at every drinks. It's like he has to. He hasn't like processed it. He can't help himself. Yeah. And he can't talk to anyone else off camera because they don't want to miss these juicy bits. Yeah. He has 15 girlfriends. They're perfect for this. (laughs) (laughs) 
So Gabby says, yes, it, that, it's so true. It's the real stuff. It's the little things. And she's like, even trying on incredible designer gowns, you know, so real. Because as a girl, it can be a little scary. But you made me feel beautiful without even looking in a mirror. I just want to note that this, like, has become, like, a kind of a theme of this date. That she has all this body insecurity and that he still Mm -hmm. made her feel beautiful. And, like, when these things do crop up on the show, it is literally always still someone who is so thin and conventionally beautiful. Being like, it's so hard for me to be seen as beautiful. And that's not to say that, like, thin and beautiful women don't experience those insecurities. But it just, like, always highlights for me that, like... We're never even going to see someone who is not in every way like adhering to all of our social beauty norms. Right. And experiencing. Yeah, that you're right. That's real. Someone can experience pretty privilege and thin privilege and still have an element of body dysmorphia, experience a, you know, disordered relationship to food and their body. All of those things are real. Um, and yet, yeah, it it does just put into such stark relief how narrow the vision of desirability as like outlined by the show is. And it's like, who is allowed to have these kind of conversations? It's only people who yeah. are conventionally thin, beautiful, etc. It's also just depressing as hell because it's like, I'm like, have you seen yourself? Like, please. I know. Please. And I feel that, like, I feel that way about most people's body dysmorphia. It's just, like, it doesn't look that way to everyone else. Like, the way what you see in the mirror is not what other people see. And, like, I don't know. It makes me so sad for her, even though it's, like, you're the ugly twin scenario, right? Where it's, like, you are all some of the most beautiful women in the country. And, like, you just don't wear as much makeup as the other girls. And so you feel worse, right? And it's, like, those are real feelings. But, like... And just yeah. It, it, yeah, I think it it also definitely shows that just being socialized as a woman in our culture comes along with like some element of self hatred and picking apart your appearance, um, yeah. kind of no matter what. But then if it's gonna show up on The Bachelor, it's gonna be like, oh well, she's actually very yeah. thin and beautiful, so right. it's wrong that she feels that way, and it's right for yeah. her to be reassured and told that she's actually very beautiful yeah. because she is actually adhering to all of these standards. Um, and Zach certainly feels that way. I think we have a clip of his response. You like, Gabby, like, like so beautiful, like it's insane. But like, uh, I'm happy that you felt that because like. I'm not always great with my words, I guess, too. Like, I'm like, oh, I dig that dress. No, it means, like, I really... Dress aside, like, I, I really, like, see you for you. This is, like, a slightly incoherent compliment, but it's clearly coming from the right place. He's like, when I say I dig that dress, it just means, dress aside, I see you for you. And I'm like, it means you think she looks really hot. Like, yeah. Well, he was going in that direction, and then he sort of switched tacks and was like, but to be clear. Yeah, inner beauty. It's not just that I think you're hot. It's really a commentary about how inside you're a really good person with a unique personality, and that's what I'm commenting on (laughs) when I say, dang, that dress girl. (laughs) What I like about your dress is your sense of humor. (laughs) (laughs) Sir. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh, and we get a little backstory here for her insecurity. She says in her last relationship, which was almost two years long, things happened that made her feel not confident in herself, which <sighs> is really sad and yeah. messed up. And he says he also used to have problems with weight and body image. We all remember his story from his time on The Bachelorette uh, when he talked about losing weight and and gaining confidence through that process. And we talked about that at the time. Mm-hmm. And he says that he didn't always feel confident in relationships. But he's like, look at us now. We're both ready to find people who treat them the way we deserve. And she's like, I think I have found it. Mm. And they kiss. They're very into each other. Yeah. I knew that he would be into Gabby when he, like, really kept her around after two kind of disastrous initial interactions. <laughs> yeah, you're like, she. he thinks she's really pretty. <laughs> <laughs> uh, on that note, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back with the rest of Gabby's date and the rest of the episode. Can you keep up? I like I am so glad that it's finally warming up. And it also means that I just want to have fun this summer and I don't want to be worrying about meal prep. And luckily, I can do something about that with Factor, especially because they have so many meal options like Protein Plus, Keto, Vegetarian, something for every diet. Their fresh, never frozen meals are ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every single week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Make your whole day delicious. From breakfast to dessert, stay fueled with easy, nutritious options. I love having a few factor meals just sitting in my fridge, especially because I work from home. It's so nice to finish up a taping and not have to figure out what to cook myself. Just look in my fridge and be like, oh, in two minutes, I can be eating mushroom chicken thighs and wild rice or tomato basil chicken risotto or Santa Fe style green chili beef skillet. And they always have a nice like vegetable side. It feels well-balanced. I feel full after, and it's not a headache at all. Head to factormeals.com slash LTSI50 and use code LTSI50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code LTSI50 at factormeals.com slash LTSI50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Oh, I'm so happy the weather is finally turning. If you, like me, have been wanting to update your wardrobe for the long haul without, you know, spending a fortune, then Quince is for you. You can build up a lineup of timeless pieces that will keep you looking effortlessly chic year after year. Like premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes those savings right on to you. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices, as well as premium fabrics and finishes. I love Quince for all these staples. I mean, linen is my favorite summer fabric. They have so many amazing linen staples. I also found my new go-to like summer 
running around to the playground in the coffee shop bag. It's the pebbled Italian leather front sling bag. I can just fit a wallet and my phone and my AirPods in it, maybe some lip balm. Absolutely perfect. I'm so obsessed with it. And the price was exactly what I wanted to. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash LTSI for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash LTSI to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash LTSI. And we are back. Let's get into the rest of this episode. Back at the hotel, Greer is still talking about the fact that Gabby's date was her personality. Her personal brand was expressed in a date and she was denied it. Yeah, it it just is so funny to have her keeping like, my personality is tea. Tea is my personality. Also getting presents. And I'm like, do you want to keep saying that out loud? It it just like feels like it feels fake. It yeah. feels like she had a tea sponsorship already and was like and was like, my personality is um Lipton. Yeah. And I have to have it three times a day or else I cry. And it's like, Screer, please. <laughs> it's so true. I it's like she's like, Well, I didn't get the tea date, but at least I can make a tea moment for myself by talking a lot about how I should have gotten the tea date. I think I mean I think this is also just like a a problem that we have in our our like our whole culture right now. It's like coffee and like rosé and like what beverage you have is like so fundamental to your identity and then you get it on like a t-shirt and a mug and a pillow and it's like it's just something you like to drink. Like it's Please really do not disrespect Java on this deep. podcast. <laughs> Java <laughs> is my personality clear. Please. <laughs> It's not that deep, Kelsey. Consider reading a book. I, I also feel like there's there's something about Greer deciding that this is the thing that justifies her feeling all of this emotion about not getting something. And it's like, well, it's because it was it's representative of my personality. Yeah. And the reality is that a lot of these women are just like, I can kind of tell that he's not that into me mm-hmm. and I want these fun things and like this doesn't feel fair, but there's not really an elegant way to express that. Yeah. yeah I had a note about that um, when she said that like her love language is affirmation is I was like, girl, the problem here is not that like he is not showing you affection in the way that you want to be shown it. It's that like you're jealous and like that is fine. That's a fine emotion to have to be like, I'm super jealous of this, but you're right. It's like, she doesn't want to give herself permission to be like, I'm just jealous because I like him a lot. She's like, yeah. no, actually, I'm mad because I'm being personally thwarted by the, <laughs> by Big T and their <laughs> desire to endorse Gabby. And it's like, <laughs> no, it's so true. When you say, like, my love language is affirmation and I'm not getting it from Zach, it's like, that's almost talking about him like you're already in a relationship yes. and he's not meeting your needs for how he expresses his commitment to you. Right now we're in a position where he doesn't have a commitment to you and seems to prefer a lot of other women. And that's the real issue here. Um, Yeah, she's she's just starting to lose hope. She's like, I've never felt like someone's queen. I came here to see if I could find my person. And what she just got today is something I wanted for myself. That seems like the most 
bluntly she's put what she's feeling at this point. Yeah. Um, the group date card arrives. Mercedes, Kylie, Charity, Ariel, and Greer are all still waiting for that one-on-one. They're hoping not to be on it. I like that they're really, they seem to be saving up Jess's anxiety that she hasn't gotten a one-on-one. Like, we barely saw her react to any of this, and then you cut to the promos. You're like, oh, they're they're saving that up. (laughs) And we have seen, specifically, Zach with Jess being like, trust what we have. Like, it's so strong. Like, be patient. Maybe he's given her enough reassurance that she's not broken Not melting down yet. (laughs) This is part of what Greer's right about, though, right? Is, like, he's telling Jess, like, be patient, most likely because he has already chosen a date for her in the future. That is, like, Greer is right that they do, like, pair the people to the dates. And so it is, like, it's not insane. It's just wrong. (laughs) I I think that... The issue, of course, is that, like, yeah, she's like, I was telling myself that maybe he was saving a specific date for me, and that's why it took so long. Clearly, that's not the case. I mean, it still could be the case. He could have been saving that one for Gabby, and now he's saving a different one for her that is slightly less T-focused, and I'm so sorry for that, Greer. Um, (laughs) But she just has to wait to find out. (laughs) So the group date card reads, Brooklyn, Kat, Allie, Katie, Ariel, Kylie, Jess, Mercedes, Greer. Let's double up on love. This means Charity gets the one-on-one, and she is, as she puts it, on cloud 100. (laughs) So many levels above cloud nine. It's beautiful. Now Mercedes can't take it anymore. We Mercedes has like barely been in the mix, but she has a little break here. She goes out in the hall. She's like, I'm going to hyperventilate. And she's venting to one of the other women. She's like, Zach Kylie is follows what, her out. She's with Kylie. She's like, Zach is what I want. He is perfect. Brutal bit of editing here. We had right back <laughs> to Gabby at dinner telling Zach, I don't want you to be perfect. I don't want you to try to be perfect. Oh my god. <laughs> you are realistic and human. <laughs> She's like, I don't want someone to expect me to be perfect. I'm just me. I want someone who's committed to me, honest, genuine, doesn't take themselves too seriously. Best friend, partner, lover, child, mother. He's Sinner, like, great. I'm the same. Same. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, perfect. That's what I want. Someone who doesn't put me on a pedestal and just like sees that I'm honest and genuine and a best friend and a partner and a lover and a sinner and a saint. And a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) And a little bitch. And who is not afraid. (laughs) (laughs) And he's thrilled to hear all this. For one thing, she said she's looking for a best friend and we know he's all about that. He says... That's his trigger word. They all know at this point, they just have to say best friend. And unless things are way too far gone, like he's already in the, like in the act of sending them out the door, he will be like, oh, right. best friend. <laughs> it's like, you're Pavlo's really cute. Bell. I mentioned how cute he is. <laughs> uh, he's like, I'm really freaking excited to see what the future will bring. And he gives her the rose and she's like, I'm going to kiss you also. And he's like, you better. <laughs> Sassy. Ooh. Sassy Zach. I think they're really cute together, honestly. They are. I like watching them. I knew Gabby was going to have her breakout moment, and this is it. 
It was a little of a slow start, but like, yeah, she's zooming up to the top. I think that for him, like the cat and Katie type, a little different from Gabby, a little bit more like retiring, a little more shy and mm-hmm. sweet. I like him personally on screen better with a Gabby, but I don't know if that's ultimately what he's going to choose. It's more fun for me to watch. But <laughs> yes, <laughs> do it for me, Zach. Do it for the fans. Um, and there's one more surprise, as promised by Bachelor producers on Twitter. UB40 is here, British pop reggae band and Brett Kavanaugh fave. In fact, the Yay. only reason I knew about UB40 yeah. was because of Brett Kavanaugh, and apparently Brett they're also Kavanaugh real band. approved this segment. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> and I kept being like, wow, they look really young, considering that Brett Kavanaugh went to see them play in concert when he was, like, in college. And it turns out that they recently recast their front man, like, yes, in the last decade. Yes, I did decade. also look that up because I had the same reaction. I was like, that man looks spry yeah this is, is so funny because i was like that man looks great like whatever work he's had done is incredible <laughs> like i yeah. did not fact check it and i was like, like this wow. man's been in this band since 76 yeah. my god yeah. his skin like, whatever they're doing is working <laughs> yeah i don't know if it's surgery if it's blood bags like whatever it is it's working uh no he's a young man <laughs> they are playing can't help fallen in love which appears to be like the the song of the season because that was also the song that they like open the season with. Oh yeah. In yeah. that montage. I wonder if they were just like we got UB40. We have to reuse this track. We paid the license yeah, fee. Paid. <laughs> <laughs> I have to go back and see if it was actually the same track. If it was the same like reggae version of it. Yeah, I I don't know, I admit. Um but yeah, this is a great opportunity for Zach to break out his moves. His sim dance moves as he put it and they kiss passionately on the dance floor imagine having this whole date and it ends with british reggae and you're like yeah this feels royal this feels (laughs) this feels right (laughs) and now it's time for the group date Katie is convinced that they'll be on a double-decker bus which makes sense because the date card said let's double down on or double up on love And she was correct. And she's correct. Greer is like, listen, I slept on it. I've had an attitude adjustment. I'm ready to have a fun-ass group day with my boyfriend. They're all really psyching themselves (laughs) up. They're like, you know what? No tears. We're good. We're going to have a great day. And then there's a knock on the door. And And it's not uh, Zach. And it's an envelope. Good morning, ladies. I have a great date planned for you all. Unfortunately, I'm a little under the weather, but I don't want to ruin your time here in London. That's right. They're going on a group date without Zach. You can see just all of them immediately trying not to cry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, It's And it's just so hard because I would imagine it's also that thing where they're like confused. They're like, what does that mean? Is this like a trick from production? Was this plan to psych us out? Is he actually sick? How sick is he? Like, they're getting no information. Especially the, like, see you soon addition to that card makes it seem like at any moment he could appear and that that's, like, part of the thing. Exactly. And you can tell that the whole date, they are sort of, like, 
waiting for him. Yeah. yeah. He's like going to jump out of the bushes. The fact that they still have the date must have really confused them because you would expect them to just cancel the date. The date is for them to see Zach. If Zach's really not coming, then we're not going to go on the date, right? And if the date's happening and he's saying, see you soon, then is he going to, yeah, is he going to take a nap and then like pop up halfway through? It was very unclear early on, like how sick he was too. Well, right, like yeah. I was like, is he just hung over? <laughs> like, did this did this man just have an extra glass of wine and it's now like I must sleep for two more hours before I go camera? It seems like maybe they were waiting for some PCR results. Mm-hmm. It and, does. Uh, <laughs> they didn't want to actually give anyone real information. I would <laughs> until like, they had to. I would like to qualify this next statement by saying that I am not a doctor and only took one biology class in college. But why isn't Gabby quarantined? That is a really good Yeah, question. so I was I was thinking about this. I will say that it seemed as though Gabby and Charity had been kept separate. Oh, from like for the, the beginning. The, for the, yeah, because they did not find out that Zach was not on this date until after the women got back that night. Oh, and my thought was like, did they just tell Gabby and Charity like hang out in your rooms and that they tested Gabby and it came back negative? This was my guess. It does mm-hmm. seem like she should have been tested more than once that day. Like, yes, it's like the following day, <laughs> the day after she that. may have been. I mean, right, she may she have clearly, been. I don't think they yeah. kept her quarantined for that no, long. No, they didn't. They didn't keep her quarantined for more than a day. I love to have kissed someone with COVID 500 times and then sit <laughs> in a hotel room with his other 10 girlfriends. Yeah. That is good. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we can tell they're really proceeding with everyone's health and well-being mm-hmm. at the center of their concerns and also not adjusting their filming schedule at all. They're like, we're going to get content of them going on the date without Zach being like, why is he not here? Kylie is like, I feel annoyed. You weren't too sick to stay up all night with Gabby. You won't be too sick for your one-on-one with Charity tomorrow. Like, they're suspicious. They're like, we're yeah. just not priorities to him. He's yeah, not bothering that's, to come. And that's what it must feel like at the time, again, when you don't know what's going on at all. You're like, oh, he's just, he's not going to push through. Yeah. Like, yeah. We're all here doing whatever we're told and like he's not even going to bother. Yeah. I just think it's clear that they don't believe the card. Like something about right. the card they don't believe because only one of them, I don't even remember who, was like, "Oh, I'm worried about him. Like I hope yeah. that he feels better." <laughs> the rest of them were like, "Where is he? <laughs> <laughs> Why is he hiding from us?" Yeah. <laughs> I also feel like there is, uh, not to, like, be so cynical, which I'm always being cynical, and I'm being like, not to be cynical, but, like, I do think it's kind of telling of where things are with this show and what it means to people to go yes. on it, that yeah. people's first reaction is, yeah, is not, I hope he's okay. It's they're like, like, they're tricking they're me. They're tricking yeah. me, and not just that, but, like, what am I going to get out of my time on this show? Like, yeah. he's supposed to be on this date with me. I'm yeah. supposed to have my important conversation with him. I'm supposed to get to, like, flirt with him on camera. Like, he is compromising their arc on the show. Yeah. By not being there. And it feels more like your attitude towards, like, a coworker, which is, like, he should just gut it out. Like, we have our project due. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a very toxic American attitude towards work, but 
and illness. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, yeah, that, like, well, if you take sick leave, that's selfish. And actually, it's probably better yeah. for your coworkers if you don't show up sick. But ever, the, the, the attitude, it tends to be like, you should just gut through it, right? Also, like, imagine a version of this show where he does go on the date and it's like, I'm not feeling super well, but we're going to have a low-key date, which they've done before, mm-hmm. but, like, it's going to be a low-key date. And then, like, every single one of these girls will kiss him anyway because yeah, they, like, all feel like COVID. they need to. And then it's, like, a nightmare. <laughs> Imagine if he showed up for the date, like, in a mask. <laughs> and was like, please stay six feet away. <laughs> we're just going to have a chill hang session. Gonna, I'm going to be gonna over yell. here. <laughs> oh, he is a full N95 on, like, yeah. super tight. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think COVID has changed that type of date because it, it yeah it used to be mm-hmm. a thing that was like oh i still want to come over even though you're sick and like take care of you no, yeah now they're like we're not yeah we're not fucking with that zach yeah. stay in your room <laughs> <laughs> so they are still going on the double decker bus the cameras are still there they are trying to enjoy the bagpiper going up the aisle of the bus <laughs> that's really close range to be at with bagpipe yeah, that shit carries the weather just looked like such a bummer. Yeah, it was like it's like misty and cold. Romantic and you're London a, baby. Oh, you're <laughs> getting a lot of breeze up there. Mm-hmm. I will say if you don't think that misty gray weather is romantic, then you probably don't think London is romantic because wow. that's kind of the whole thing over there. <laughs> that's famously you'd be wrong because <laughs> Claire, I was just told it's the most romantic place to fall city in, in the world that means that gray cloudy chilly weather is romantic by mm-hmm. the transitive property yeah it's true um and ariel's like yeah we're trying to have fun but it's like a funeral zach's funeral not that any of them care about that and <laughs> kylie is like really pissed she's like i tried to dress sexy for zach and it's cold so she looks freezing. cold <laughs> she looks so cold i, appre- I felt for her i appreciate a lot this. of Decolletage. Yeah. She's she, yeah, she's showing a lot of chest. She looks great. She, she looks just amazing. Also looks cold. Well, I feel like <laughs> this is what I appreciate about this date is that when Zach is actually on the date, you never want to be like, oh, I tried to look cute for Zach and now I'm cold. You're just like, Oh, Zach, look at me. I'm so cute. And when he's <laughs> we not got there, some real reality in yeah. our reality TV. <laughs> just like everyone looks kind of miserable. They're like, it's freezing. Why are we in an outdoor bus? There's a whole bottom level yeah. in which we could be warm. Yeah. Like, why are we being tortured? <laughs> I, I appreciated finally some honesty about what it would feel like to be in one of those cute little get-ups on a date in a cold, yeah, not good. location. And it starts raining. So they go to a bar for pints and sympathy from the bar woman who pretends she has no idea why they're dating the same guy, even though clearly The Bachelor set something Rinted up to film bar. it. I yeah. love that all of the British people in this episode have to pretend that they don't know they're on The Bachelor. They're like, how did you meet? What's, oh, you're dating the same guy? He's dating How's that? That's so oh. crazy. This is extremely funny to me. Like, as a bit, if you <laughs> asked me to go near anyone on The Bachelor, I would be like, what are you guys doing? What do you mean he's dating all of you? Like, just like create <laughs> chaos. <laughs> I feel like this woman, though, really turns the vibe around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She saves the day. I, suddenly, all the women are like, what we need to do is just get toasty. And this will be a lot more fun. And it's yeah. true. 
So they get some liquid courage in them. They're like, let's just like enjoy our day in London. They pile into a red phone booth to call Zach, quote unquote. They get fish and chips. And they do that very American tourist thing of trying to get a beefeater to break by talking to him and doing twerking on him. In front of him. That must be like the main part of the job if you're one of these British mm-hmm. royal guards is to just like yeah. let people twerk on you for hours <laughs> <laughs> and not react. Oh, that's a memoir I would read, to be honest. <laughs> My life as a beefeater. <laughs> Seriously. I love that he did give the cameras like one little eyebrow mm-hmm. raise at the end. <laughs> After they moved away, he was like, I'm yeah. choosing to do this. They're, like, you know, asking him where Zach is and, like, dancing on him. And Kylie's like, this is how I feel with Zach. Invisible. Haha. Rough. You should marry him. (laughs) (laughs) Seems like a good relationship. By the end of the day, the clouds have parted. Spirits are higher. They got to see London. They're going to have the cocktail party later. Honestly, I kind of loved that this turned into instead, like, one of those group tricks trips that you take in like your 20s like a bunch of other like random people who sign up for the trip and you like go on tour buses together and like I loved it it was amazing it did make me wonder like what this show would look like if when one person was on a one-on-one date the rest of the group was on like an adventure together yeah Yeah, like they actually got to have fun just sitting there Because I'm like, I imagine it would be extremely good TV to be like, well, you're allowed to go to these two bars if you don't want to sit in the hotel. Have fun. Don't drink too much, girlies. It would be great. You'd get some some good goss. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and they'd all be crying. Like, I just love him so much. Like, (laughs) that's perfect. The problem is this show is very committed to one specific type of mental breakdown, and it involves isolating these women yeah. in small spaces and not allowing them to leave. It's more yellow wallpaper style. That's yeah. what they're Listen, going for. Bachelor producers call me. I have an idea where we send them to the bar and then we send in male models and we just see what happens. Like, oh no. Wait, do fidelity <laughs> tests. Yeah. <laughs> I love the idea just of doing it. give them options. Almost hmm. as like parallel tracks. Like one track is just like girls having like a fun like group yes. trip through the you know Europe or like around the world and then like there's just a single man traveling alongside them and yeah. every now and then one of them or two of them Goes gets over on there. a date with him yeah yeah <laughs> we just film everything i support this so they're hoping for a cocktail party with later but we check in on Zach in his room and it's not looking good he's like i feel jet lagged and run down it's like poor Zach having to film while he's just like feels like shit he's just like he doesn't look pacing? good either. Like, his no, face yeah. is, like, carved out. He looks sick. It seems like he has, like, one or two days of real bad symptoms and then yeah. is kind of fine based on the trajectory of this. But <laughs> he's in the thick of it. And they're clearly just like, all right, so what you're going to do is you're going to set up a camera. And you're just going to sort of walk around your room, which is not very big. Just, like, walk from here to there and there to here. And just look troubled. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And so that's when he's like, walking It's time for your looking troubled B-roll. <laughs> Could you blow your nose? It doesn't matter if you need to. Just, just do it. He's like, I want to be with the girls, but I don't want to get them sick. 
And I, I'm just hopeful it passes quickly and I can see them that night. And I'm like, so you're contagious now, but maybe in three hours you won't. Be. He's being optimistic, Claire. He's like, maybe it'll go away. This is how I am actually when I have a cold every day. I'm like, I'll be, I'll absolutely be better in a few hours. It's yeah. gonna end. And Adam is like, you're clearly gonna be ill for a week. I'm like, no, tomorrow. Tomorrow it's gonna be perfect. He's like, you I have can a make fever. all the plans. You're talking to people that aren't here. You're not going to that party. Yeah. <laughs> it's just funny to me that he can be like, well, I don't wanna get them sick, but the only time when I could get them sick is obviously right when I'm feeling exactly as bad as I feel right now. Mm-hmm. And in a couple hours, I, I probably won't be contagious anymore and I'll feel great. He's just like, yeah, he's living in that optimistic place right now. And so are the women. They get all dressed up for their invalid that night and they file into the venue. There's a group date rose on the table. And they are so keyed up and jittery to see him. Like he's become even bigger in their memory. Yeah, because it's been a whole fucking day of edging. Like the whole day has been like he could appear at any moment. Like this is kink, actually. And yeah, you can tell Kat is even like, it's happening. It's oh my god, it's actually happening. They let us be here. Go to the date. So he's gonna be here. Yeah. (sighs) Unfortunately. We see a pair of men's dress shoes climbing the stairs and in walks a butler. Another butler with half, a message. Half of the British <laughs> population. <laughs> with a message from Zachary Shellcross. And he leaves the envelope on the table. It says, ladies, I hope you had an amazing day seeing London. I wish I could have been there. Unfortunately, I'm still not feeling well enough to join you. I'm so sorry. And the women all just start crying. <laughs> They're all just, because they've been holding it back. They're like, I'm putting on a good face. They're done. This was just clear, ba- like, production manipulation, yes. too. They yes. knew he wasn't coming, but they didn't want to have nothing to put in the edit when no, they could they were get like, we have to make content. them get all dressed up, travel. It was mean. I was, like, all, I was upset when that card came in because I was, like, all of these girls have clearly done a full costume change, yep. full hair and makeup for the state, and, like, during that period of time, you certainly knew that he had tested positive. No, for they COVID. just wanted this moment of them all being yes. angry and all crying. Yeah. And I think that's rude. <laughs> it's very I, rude. I think so too. <laughs> and it seems clear also that some of them have been having conversations with their producer, being yeah. like, it's your moment, your last moment to like share yes. your story, share yeah. your trauma with him. They've been like preparing. Yeah. yeah. They've all been waiting for this time, which is even more important. As the weeks go by, they don't get a one-on-one and they start to be like, yeah. maybe I should have that big revelation for him ready at the cocktail party or just to make up for the time mm-hmm. they didn't get on the group date. And some of them are like actually getting pretty mad. Brooklyn is like, I hate that he doesn't feel good, but selfishly, I feel stood up. I'm too pissed to cry. Yeah. And Greer is just like punch drunk at this point. She's just like, what else is going to happen? Like, <laughs> listen, guys. We've all been stood up, right? We know how this goes. This is a familiar feeling. (laughs) She's like, who wants the rose? And they all start taking (laughs) petals from the rose and passing it around. It was very Katie Heron. Yeah. This has been a theme of this season, actually. This is not the first time that someone's been like, I think we should all just have a petal from the rose. (laughs) But there's no Zach here to stop them this time. 
I have a note from before them all taking a petal for the rose that I would just like to uh, point out here. Yeah. Which is that when they, they like pan to Zach at some point and he's like sitting in his bed with a, with a diary and you know, the leads oh, always no. have a little diary. This We're is getting the biggest diary I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I was like, okay, question. Lydia Tar, like, please chill out. <laughs> but why is this thing so big? <laughs> I, I have back in his room, Zach is in bed with a titleless book. Yes, it's so big. A mug and a single tissue. So (laughs) it is just like he's cosplaying at being sick. He's just like, when you're sick, you're in bed with a mug of something and a tissue. They definitely made him. They were like, here are your props. Go lay in bed. He's also not in the kind of clothes that you would normally be in bed in. Like he's in a full like... I don't know, like a fancy sweater. Like, that's not what you're laying in bed sick in. Yes. It, like, it does make me wonder, honestly, like, if he didn't have symptoms. Like, I wonder if he tested positive and, like, kind of felt fine. Because I'm like, why are you, why do you have this giant, giant journal that's like an atlas? Why do you have this one tissue? Did they film some of this B-roll after after the fact? (laughs) Yeah. Honestly, maybe. Oh, right, because are you going to send a producer in there? Right, yeah, yeah, exactly. And so all the other stuff they show him, like, all, it's all selfie on his yeah. phone. Or, and you can tell the quality right. is different. Ooh, I'm like, yeah, did they fi- I think they filmed some of this mm-hmm. after. They're later. like, hold this family photo album and look sad. Yeah. <laughs> what is that book? I was, I, I was like, gripped by this. It looks like they took, like, a huge, like, one of those books that might have been used for decor, like a hardcover that just kind of matches color-wise the other books in the room. And then you open mm-hmm. it and it's like, you know, a history of royal beekeeping from 1800 yeah. <laughs> to 1950. And I, he's pretending to sit there reading it. No one ever reads those books. I said Lydia Tarr because like literally the only book I can think of that I've ever seen that's that big <laughs> is the like mailer that she holds yeah, the in score. the auditorium. <laughs> yes. The huge score book. I was like, what is that? It's like a coffee table book. <laughs> I, it's like a coffee table book for giants. It's so big. <laughs> Oh my god, you are you guys are oh so god. right. This 100% was filmed after cuz they did definitely have ca- like cameras in the room for this. And it's so staged. He's not even lying down. He's like sitting fully up in bed in his nice sweater. <laughs> no, it is so staged. No I didn't clock it. It makes no all. sense. I was too distracted by the giant book. <laughs> <laughs> and like they couldn't get him like a Colleen Kelsey's Hooper like book out here or something Googling, to entertain himself. Like, giant book for giants. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> Big book by Big Bachelor Ware. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh, my God. So the women return to the suite, and they're all very upset. Charity finds out what happened, and she's starting to worry. She's like, maybe there won't even be a one-on-one in the morning, Mm -hmm. and I've waited so long for this moment. Now I don't know if it's ever going to happen. It's like a toy dangling in my face, and I want it. Ooh, that is just the bachelor in a sentence. Just dangling the toy. Also, Gabby got so lucky. I know. Yeah, poor Charity. But I think that actually this might end up being the worst for the other women who haven't gotten one-on-ones because yeah, we know Zach is going to want Charity to have the date she right. was promised. Right. It means Who's she's gonna going to miss out get... on the one-on-one. Yeah. yeah. She's yeah. going to get a date slot that someone else here. would have gotten. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> one can a only hope. A bunch of the women are going to go home yeah. well, without a date. I mean... Yeah. Coordination wise, if I were a producer, I would simply make one of those one on ones a two on one because you like need, oh, true. you have an extra body, basically. Like, that's a good point. 
problem solved. Yeah, they, and they don't always do the two-on-one anymore. So mm-hmm. because bring it's that cruel back and in. weird. Yeah, but like what I'm positing <laughs> but they love is cruelty. Whatever. <laughs> I'm like, I hate how cruel the show is. Bring back the two-on-one. <laughs> so the next I hate morning, how cruel this show is. Make the make the lead rank them. Hurry. <laughs> <laughs> And publicly in front of everyone. Yeah. Like one the of those ceremony. teachers who like announces the grades everyone gets as they're handing the quiz back. Yes. Oh, I just had like a, a visceral <laughs> full body reaction to thinking of that. So the next morning, they're all like hopeful. It's a new day. Maybe Zach is feeling better. Then the door opens and Jesse walks in in his Heathered Plum zip sweater. And he's like, I have really bad news. Zach He's tested dead. positive for COVID. <laughs> <laughs> Words, He's Kelsey. He His tested tone positive. was so serious. I was like, is this man in the hospital? Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> he was just reading that big book. <laughs> really they, I mean, they received this in the news. spirit in which he's delivering it. Cat's like yeah. fuck. Like they are well, all Kate, like. Cat oh is God. mouthing. I knew it. I knew it. Cat <laughs> <laughs> and the rest of America yeah. were like, we knew something smelled yeah. like COVID in this business. <laughs> Jesse tells them that he was crushed to lose all this quality time with them. He apologizes to Charity, who's crying, and she, she is crying. Like a cartoon Disney princess. Yeah, just like tears are slipping beautifully down her smooth face. Beautifully down her perfect skin. And she's just like, looks so serene. I, it's like I'm so jealous of beautiful criers. It's a structural marvel. It's like her, like, cheekbones are a perfect circle. And they just pull straight down the tear and waterfall. That's what I look like when uh, I cry. And Claire, you're just going to have to now. trust me on that. <laughs> yeah, you're like, I'm, I won't be showing it. I won't be showing you, it. That would be weird. It, it is true. Trust me. Yeah. I, I, I really do look just like that. Wow. So Charity <laughs> gathers herself and she's like, we all care deeply for Zach. We're concerned. But of course, I waited a long time for this. I really got my hopes up. And oh, Jesse, Jesse's like, Katie, you're a nurse. Aren't they, like, all nurses? Has he gotten rid of all the other nurses? He's like, Katie. Isn't Kylie a nurse? I'm pretty sure a lot of them are nurses. Yeah, there's a bunch of nurses. (laughs) Rude to the other nurses. He's like, Katie, you're a nurse. You know how serious this is. Also, Katie is just fully (laughs) crying at this point. Yeah, because Katie's seeing flashbacks of the last three years of her life that were just, like, a straight trauma (laughs) montage. And she's like, no, thank you. Will you please recall a little bit more (laughs) clearly um, what it was like to work in the COVID unit at the ER or like, (laughs) yeah, she's like, I came, I thought I was finally going to get a little vacation from that. Um, Also, I just thought it was funny because like, they all seem to know how serious it is. They all know what COVID is. Tell them. (laughs) Please. Tell them about COVID, Katie. This mysterious disease none of these women have heard about. (laughs) She manages to say, obviously he can't control when he gets sick. (laughs) (laughs) They're trying. They're trying so hard to be like, yes, of course. Uh, the only thing that matters is Zach's health and not our feelings. Yeah. Th- that's, I feel like that's one step away from being like, obviously, he can't control when he gets sick, but I really feel like he should have or something. <laughs> <laughs> They're all trying so hard to be compassionate. Um, uh, and Katie's like, 
you know what, I'm going to put my feelings aside and, and focus on Zach and how hard it must be for him to be alone. And I want to show I'll always be there for him. So she makes a care basket for him. This and was on his such door. a good move. Obviously, Brilliant. production controls who can do something like this. But I was like, damn, power play by Katie. Like, yes. genius. If you've watched the show, you know that, like, you can beg to see the lead, even if you're not allowed. You oh, can yeah. beg. And if he likes you enough, and if production likes you enough, they will let you. Yeah. Yeah, this was this was brilliant. He is waiting, and he's in his room alone when she knocks on the door. He leaves the door. For a moment, I was like, what, is he going to, like, come talk to her? No, mm-hmm. they talk through the door. And she asks how he's feeling, and tells him that just hearing his voice means so much to her. I think we have a clip of the next part of their conversation. I'm just like scared that momentum is gonna fall flat. And I don't want that feeling obviously, but like it is a fear of mine because I am like so invested and I do see this. I see you, I see a future with you and yeah, I feel like I'm just rambling at this no, point. No, 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 no. I, I mean, like, this is, like, so important. Zach is like, I have so much confidence in us. I'm excited that you're here. I see something with you. And at this, she really lights up. And she's like, I'm not going anywhere. I think that it's also so smart and, like, mm-hmm. sneaky in a way to be like, I'm going to go check on Zach. I'm so worried about him. And then immediately be like, I'm worried about how you feel about me. <laughs> yes. And it was successful. She got her reassurance. She's like, I know I'm staying. I don't need to stress. We're good. Also, Zach is very... Zach does not like to provide affirmation that he doesn't feel comfortable giving, Mm -hmm. as we have learned. So you're like, this is genuine. He's super into Katie. I feel like on The Bachelorette, it's more common, maybe you two will disagree with me on this, I feel like it's more common for the producers to push the lead into a space of, like, maybe no one here likes me. And, Mm. like, this situation of being sick, having 10 girlfriends, and none of them coming to check on you does (laughs) kind of seem like a maybe nobody likes me. Like, if I were sitting in my room sick... And all my best friends, future best friends, are in a room <laughs> gabbing. I'd be like, why doesn't anyone want to come check on me? But so like, everyone auditioning did. to be my best friend. But they don't yet. really seem like best friends. <laughs> Would a best friend not check on their best friend? Would a best friend COVID? not come check on their sick best friend? I don't think so. <laughs> he, they both feel so reassured by this conversation. She offers to do a hug through the door, and they both lean against the door. And he's like, I can't wait to, like, see you and give you, like, really give you, like, the biggest hug and kiss. Mm. We should just clock this. Clock this. Because Zach is going <laughs> to promise a lot of biggest hugs <laughs> shortly in the future. This is his line. Um, and Katie is just on cloud nine from talking to him. She's like, just from talking to him through a door. I, What a special man that could make me feel this way just by talking to me through a door. It's almost like a telephone, you know? You can't see each other, but you can hear each other. It's almost like, in a way, the fact that the door is in between you is part of what's making it feel so good for psychological reasons Mm -hmm. about wanting what we can't have. No, that can't be right. No, Mm -mm. you're right. I think it's just because his 
his connection with her is so yeah. powerful. Yeah. It's called Love is Blind. <laughs> High success right there. So now Zach is selfie filming himself from isolation to let us know that his positive test has put a halt on the week and he's really frustrated that he can't spend it with them. Guys, I darkly loved the COVID stuff. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I'm almost texting me like, it is so fascinating how they do the COVID stuff. I think I was just like really hungry for some change. And this is just such genuine, timely drama. Like, of course. And then he's, they have to do so much over Zoom. I was like, I finally relate to The Bachelor (laughs) for the first time. I also want to see my little square with my face in it at the bottom. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. And we'll we'll get to that. This. So the women are sitting there waiting for news when Jesse enters and tells them that Zach is missing all of them like crazy and he's feeling well enough to do something they've never done before a virtual cocktail party. We see, oh my God, remember in the beginning of COVID when we thought that Zoom parties were fun, were like going to be fun? I don't remember so ever thinking that they were fun. No. People I remember really it. trying. I remember like trying. I, I was like, we're going to do it. We're going to, and it's just simply, you can't, it's not a party. I would say it's the max good. number of people I've had in a Zoom where it felt like a genuine social occasion is four. Yeah. yeah. That, that seems, seems right. right. Have a party over Zoom is actually. But this the isn't hellscape. actually a party. It's a series no. of Zoom appointments. It's like Zach I, has scheduled one to ones with all I of was his like, director. Are, are they gonna do like a group and then they're gonna have breakout, breakout rooms, rooms or something? That's what I thought they were gonna do too. No, this is way more like when your boss is like scheduling check-ins with all of you on like yeah, Friday. This is their performance no. review. What it's like is therapy you go into a weird room you sit on a couch you can't see your own (laughs) video and you talk to someone about your emotions that's therapy (laughs) oh it seems awful though because my therapist and I just do phone calls and if I had to like look at a screen I think I would not be doing therapy anymore it was excruciating just to watch so we see Zach in his room setting up his own cameras and mics with remote guidance from production. Again, I'm sorry. I loved it. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, this, this is like when Claire and I got our video cameras and we had to be on like multiple remote calls with producers being like, no, maybe you should try to move the mounting from the side of the desk in this way. And I'm like, I don't know how to yeah. attach any of these pieces. Like I was like, I, again, I, I, I relate to Zach. Yeah. And later we learned there will be the first ever virtual rose ceremony. This blew my mind. He still has to send people home. This was so mean. Jesse is like, guys, he's making the most of this time. You're going to get to see him at this cocktail party. By the way, this is your final test and you might be put to death after this. (laughs) I think that this is proof that he like knew where this was going before any of these dates. But oh, like yes. he had two least favorites and he was like, they're the ones going home no matter what. 100%. You know what? I think he I think had more than two least favorites and then yeah. production is like, you gotta keep Greer for another <laughs> week. That feels right based on what we see. But I do think that like, yeah, we could have, we have seen leads push back and be like, I need more time. I don't want to send anyone home this week. And the fact that he didn't do that, I'm like, was Zach just really, really, really pliable? Or was he like, yeah, I'm he comfortable knew. with he was my just choices? Ready. So 
after uh, Jesse leaves, they're all like excited, but also nervous. Allie is like, I communicate better in person when I can just like use touch. And I'm like, yeah, most people find flirting easier in person. This is not ideal. No, but... I think that's crazy. I personally <laughs> communicate best via carrier pigeon, and that's Love the only way I prefer. <laughs> Um, but you know, the women are like, our expectations were in hell. So the fact that we even get to talk to him yeah. before being eliminated is a gift. Is a gift. We sort of just thought the axe was gonna fall. And so the cocktail party set up for the women is just a small iPad propped on a couch, and they can't see themselves. So they're going this one by rude. one into this room. It to just is look rude. At face. Like they genuinely don't know where to to hold the iPad if they're supposed to leave it sitting on the couch. They don't know what their angles are. Mean. Mean. Very mean. Yeah. I mean, they are all super just like chiseled looking. So one of them at one point is like, I don't know if I have a double chin. And I was like, I don't think there's an angle where you'd have a double chin. Like, be real. Um, But Charity talks to him first. She admits that she's really sad about missing the date. And he says that he's sorry that happened. And he has a surprise for her behind a pillow, a model Big Ben. And he says, I know our time had been cut short. Uh, Zach is here with the jokes. I also just have to say, I think we have a clip of some of the awkwardness involved in setting up this cocktail party. Where am I sitting at? How do I sit right here? I, I can't see myself, so I have no idea what I look like. But hi. You look beautiful. Thank you. You look great. How are you feeling? I'm feeling uh, I'm feeling a lot better now. Good. A lot better now. You especially look... seeing you. And also, we can acknowledge how weird this is. I know. This I'm like, I can't see anything but your face, which is great. Yeah. Awkward. So, this is like a good situation for charity she's feeling reassured he's like that our time will come and she's like shaking with gratitude by the end which is normal cat <laughs> goes next and asks him if he's learned any fancy english words in isolation and she's like i've learned one kiss is snog and he's snug. like, snug. snug. She keeps being like, we can give each other some snugs next time we see each other. She's like, no. I was like, these women are too young to have read Angus thongs and full frontal snogging. And it <laughs> yeah. shows. It really shows. I'm, I've never read it. And I still feel like it is out there enough that I'm pretty comfortable with how it's used. That, yeah, yes. you do know. And also snogging is making out. Yeah. It's not a baby little peck. <laughs> One tiny little snog yeah, as a like, treat. Should I just give you a snug? <laughs> I was like, no, that's not. No. That's not it. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. These women are not watching Love Island. <laughs> and so they pretend to kiss the camera. How was he supposed to learn English slang in quarantine? Like they don't have like Duolingo for Britain. Like what? <laughs> I know. Maybe they like, should. Why? Where would he be getting this? She just wanted to bring up snugs. <laughs> They pretend to kiss, and Zach is like, it didn't taste too good, but it's the thought that counts. And <laughs> he then he sees a couple other women. Allie also brought a kissing prop. They're all trying to, like, remote kiss him. Like, she kisses an orange, and he kisses an orange. 
And I was like, just talk to him. Like, have a conversation. <laughs> Why is everyone trying to kiss him remotely? And he keeps telling all the women, every single one of them, he can't wait to see them in person and give them the biggest hug and kiss. They can't all be the biggest, Zach. I feel like this is... Mm, they can if they get bigger for each one of them. If every hug is a little bit bigger. The biggest one so far. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> feels feels like a tra- trick to me. Um, meanwhile, Greer is building up to a boiling point. She, before she sees Zach, she is confiding in Charity in Brooklyn that she's still got fight in her, even though she's been worried about other connections. And she's ready to go into this conversation to show him what she's got. So she gets her time, and it goes so badly. Like, I... It's it goes so sideways that I I I don't think I've ever seen one on one time during a cocktail party. This was this awkward, so rough, and that's partly on Zoom because any awkwardness is just more yeah. awkward over Zoom. Ugh. It's not good. She jokes like, "Oh, it's good. I can't see myself because I'd just be staring at myself the whole time." And Zach seems Zach like seems... really put off by this. Yeah, I was like, "Oh, he just really doesn't like her." Yeah, that's not a weird thing. Like, I also stare at myself sometimes. It doesn't yeah. mean I'm like a selfish bitch who doesn't care about the other person. Well, everyone else frames it as like, oh, I can't tell if I'm looking pretty enough for you. And Greer's like, oh, right. I would just be like staring she at myself. Like, I would be distracted. But that's like a normal thing. No, it's normal, he, but he doesn't like it. He does not. He doesn't like her. He doesn't like her. He doesn't like, like the her. Framing, like, the framing of the joke, like, my narcissist square is gone, that's me in the corner, is, like, <laughs> normal. It's normal. He just dislikes her. Yeah, he just doesn't like her. <laughs> yeah. And she has to backtrack and be like, no, just I would just glimpse sometimes. I, I do try to make eye contact, but sometimes it's distracting. And he's like, this okay. Brutal. Okay, crazy so lady. Bad. Narcissist. And then it gets worse. worse. So much and worse. And we have a clip. I just feel for you. Like, um, I, I'm, I work in sales. And so last time, like, I had COVID, it was at the end of a quarter, like, end of the year. And so I kind of, like, know what it's like to, like, have a goal that you're trying to reach, and you're stuck. I just want to make sure, like, are you feeling, like, okay? Yeah, I feel fine. Um, I, I do want to throw, <laughs> throw out there. I think it's completely different, at least my perspective, from um, me being frustrated on finding my future wife versus uh, end of sales uh, close quarter. <laughs> He's just like, oh, just one thing. Oh, uh, funny. Just the, occurring to me, you sound like incredibly rude for comparing that stupid thing How to dare you? my wife. Something on this second listen, though, I did catch a word that I didn't catch the first time, which is the last time I had COVID. Yeah. So I'm like, ma'am, no, I noticed how many that. times have you had COVID? I mean, we, one thing that we do know about Greer a little bit is that she is, like, MAGA. So mm-hmm. I would guess she's From had Houston. it a bunch because I would guess she is not mitigating mm-hmm. her exposure. Um, it's, I think, though, it's true. Like, he just doesn't like her. Because I actually that's, don't... That's the thing. It's not that different to be, like, I had a hard thing that I really wanted to work on. He's, like, like dismissing her we- entire it struggle. It was, like, a weird <laughs> comment. You yes. know, it's not what I would have said. But it's not, like, offensive. offensive. It's, it's yes. clear that if you're reading it generously, that she was trying to reach for something to relate to him and be like, are you okay? It was definitely weird. Yes. And he's yeah. just like, F- 
fuck you. He doesn't <laughs> like her. She's he definitely like trying her. to backtrack. She's like, I'm not trying to equate it. I was just trying to like put myself in your shoes. And he's like, I know there was no ill intent. But I just wanted to point out that like finding my person is way more important to me than a sales goal. And then she laughs and says, oh, like, yeah, oh. <laughs> no, I know it's more important for you. And there's this pause. And Zach is like, okay, yeah. And I think, so part of what's going on here is that <laughs> Greer is suggesting that it's more important for him. Yes. And that the most important thing she can relate to is a sales goal. And for him, I'm sure on some level, he's thinking, this is one of my potential wives. Wives, Shouldn't she also find this process more important than her sales goal if she wants to marry me? Like, why is she talking about it still like it's this experience I'm having that she's not part of? I think she's also just panicking at this point and really not expressing herself well. She also, like, at some point says, like, what I said rubbed him the wrong way and, like, I noticed it or I could tell. And I'm like, but you didn't apologize. Right? Like, at no point in that did she say, oh, yeah, that came off the wrong way. Like, I'm sorry, I was just trying to check on you. you could have saved it more ably than she did. She's like, she does say, you know, I'm... I'm not trying to equate it. Yeah. She sort of apologizes in that moment, but, like... She hasn't apologized. She just says she wasn't trying to equate it. Apologizing means, like, saying I'm sorry or I apologize. Like, She's just taking little shovels of the holes she's in. Yes. No, no, no. You're right. (laughs) Yeah. No, she's backtracking, but she's not really... I think that Greer is not actually the most sensitive in how she handles these interactions. And Zach is not feeling like cutting her slack on that. That's the thing. He doesn't want to be... He doesn't want to interpret her generously because he's not that into her. And he's like, I'm annoyed by you at this point. Like, And I also think Zach has been obviously having a rough time feeling like he lost all of this time. Yeah. And so he's just like, how dare you? And I think like he's obviously hyper-tuned to people who aren't taking this as seriously as him. So for someone to compare it to work... He's like, oh, so is this, like, a professional thing for you? Like, is that what it's like to you? Or are we all trying to find love? And that's actually on a different level. And she's treating it as, like, a little bit more frivolously than he would like. And that's got to be dinging some alarm bells for him. Not to be rude to literally every person who's ever been on this show, but by taking 12 weeks off of work to go on The Bachelor, <laughs> you are inherently saying that your work is not as important to you as this. Which is like, that's fine. That's great, actually, to be like, I value my personal life and my love life over the thing that makes me money. But then why are you backtracking here? Yeah. Like, well, you left your yeah. sales job for 12 weeks. So, like, clearly this is supposed to be more important to you. Unless, like, she sees it as an extension of her professional life, which is building her brand. Also, which is clearly true. The the thing that Zach is most put off by. Yeah, exactly. This was just like a train wreck from start to finish. (laughs) And it kept getting worse. And he doesn't like her. And she's (laughs) really not very sensitive. And she's baby. Yeah. It was just a disaster. She's baby, and she's like, what could possibly be more important than finals week? I don't understand. (laughs) Sales. Did I tell you about our mixer we had earlier? Um, (laughs) It was so cute. So after this conversation, Greer is like, oh, I really upset him. She's panicked. 
She confides in Brooklyn rough. and Charity about what she said and that Zach got really upset. She's like, he was offended. I felt like I insulted him. That's not what I intended. I didn't mean to dilute the situation. And she's like, people are always telling me I'm hard to understand until they get to know me better. I'm just so misunderstood. I was like, no, I don't like Greer. This is getting annoying. <laughs> she's like, what's so unfair how no one ever understands me? And I'm like, have you tried expressing yourself better? <laughs> one option among many. But Charity is much sweeter than me. She's like, I'm sure he's not upset with you. It's just the situation. Charity, Charity so you're wrong, girl. Charity's an angel. <laughs> he is upset with her, though. Charity's wrong. He's very upset with her. I did, I, I admit, I did feel bad for Greer. Just yeah. like, I felt that having such a disastrous exchange, whether or not you're in the wrong, I'm just yeah. like, that is a rough social experience. Definitely, it was rough. The off-screen stuff about Greer is 100% coloring how I feel about this for me, which is like, sure. yeah, suffer a little bit. Like, maybe learn something about how you handle other people as if this is, like, an appropriate or, like, helpful, like, character-building moment for her when it probably will not be. I so, know it's, like, impossible to remember this when you're on the show, but, like, you are there also to see if you like them. Yeah. And, like, that kind of ungenerous read of your words it should be like a red flag raising. Like, we're not a good match. Right? Of like, oh, if right. I'm trying to like communicate and per, like express empathy for you and you choose to read that in the worst way possible, then like I'm leaving, right? Like right. I don't want to be here right. anymore because this is not good for me. You clearly don't care about me the way that I need to be cared about. Well, and that's she doesn't love read to that cast a 24-year-old yeah. on this show. They're not on like, the same wavelength. Like, you don't want to feel like that after every conversation with your boyfriend, right. do you? Like, find someone who thinks it's cute that you compare their love life to sales goals. Like, I'm yeah. sure there are plenty of them. Zach they're is just not missing <laughs> each other. They're right. not, if they're not yeah. right. They're not meant to be. No. So, <sighs> after this, Jesse catches up with Zach by holding the iPad in his giant football player hand. <laughs> it's like he's holding a tiny baby bunny, but it's yeah. Zach's face. Yeah. He's like, how are that. you doing, buddy? And Zach says he's comfortable <laughs> moving forward after getting to see the women. And he becomes emotional and says he wishes he could be there in person. And Jesse says, I can see it's weighing on you pretty heavy. You doing okay? And Zach says... Yeah, yeah, yeah. This week was robbed. I don't know. Poor Zach. by production, who should have added another week on. But you know what? I don't. I don't manage the Bachelor budget, so <laughs> the women then have to do the rose ceremony by filing into a room with a big blank screen oh on the wall God. across this from them. So horrifying! <laughs> and insane. again, I'm sorry. I found it darkly funny. <laughs> It's just very, like, dystopian. It's so dystopian. <laughs> Zach is, like, in his room alone in a suit. It's so weird. It's also what I expected from this show two years ago, mm. right? Like, it was, like, what That's, I expected yes. to happen in yeah. the first couple of seasons back. And instead, it's like, okay, it's 2023, and they're all standing in front of a television. <laughs> <laughs> because before, they were isolating the entire cast and crew, and now... Yeah, but They're they should have done what everyone else did. They should have done Bachelor by Zoom like everyone else. That would have been very topical. That yeah, that's a great. <laughs> yeah, idea, they fucked honestly. up. But you know what? <laughs> this is actually very. <laughs> this feels right for the Bachelor. They always get to a trend like three years later. <laughs> that is so true. <laughs> 
<laughs> the Bachelor discovers Zoom dates. <laughs> February 2023. Like, guys, we have this crazy idea. But the screen just like blinks on from black and it's Zach in a suit. (laughs) And he gives them a little speech. I think we have a clip. This week, completely unexpected. While this has been very unique and strange, I think we made the most of it. Even if it was a virtual cocktail party, I felt like I... I had that reassurance. I had that clarity that I needed. And that's all I can ask for. Now, obviously, we're at a rose ceremony tonight, and it's virtual, and I would literally do anything to get out of this room and be there with you. It's um, pretty uh, aggravating. Um, Sorry for the language. Thank you for apologizing, (laughs) Uh, I love I love that Zach loves a curse word. And so much so that, like, he even tries to tone it down by saying frickin' a lot, and he yeah. still, like, can't get it all I love up. that he says frickin' because he, like, pauses before he says it. Like, he goes, frickin', right? It's like he's, <laughs> like, like catching himself as he so says badly. it. <laughs> <laughs> he hands out the roses by calling the women up and asking them to accept the rose, and then they pick up the rose from the platter themselves. Mm-hmm. Pretty straightforward. So <laughs> the roses go to Katie, Charity, Allie, Kat, Brooklyn, Jess, Ariel, and Greer did not see that coming personally because he hates her. But you can tell the production was just like, (laughs) we got one more week of this shit. This is great. Yeah. They have more plans for Greer. Exactly. It's going to be bad. She is basically already crying like the whole rose ceremony. Um, But this completely refills her affirmation pot. And afterwards, she's giggling. She's like, I just can't wait to touch him. And I'm like, Greer, this does not mean he's not mad at you. (laughs) Mm. Good luck. Like, girl, you've been spared for one week. You're absolutely going home next week. I also have a conspiracy theory similar to Claire's, um, which is that, you know how when the first episode came out and everyone was like, oh, we Googled Greer and found that she is bad? Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. And everyone was like, why do they keep casting these people? Like, this is a terrible idea. I'm like, is it convenient if you're a Bachelor producer to cast someone who will be immediately canceled and then you can easily shove them into a villain role and Mm. it will be hard for people to feel bad for them? Because, like, that really seems like what's happening here. Where it's like they know that all the fans of this show are, like, who pay well, attention? Like half, half, half the fans, the fans. a the third fans. of the fans of this yeah. show are yeah. like, I don't like her already. So, like, that's fine. No, I do think that's part of it, and I think that it happened as far like we used to see that, like with Rachel's season and with mm-hmm. Lee, yeah, Garrett. That like that did seem convenient to them to be like, oh, built-in villain, a racist dating this yeah. beautiful empowered black woman, but like maybe they're they're. They're like, that was too far, but we can still cast this yeah. this girl who did some smaller cancelable crimes that we can, yeah, she'll, she'll be yeah. unlikable. We can villainize her. That's a good point. Um, <sighs> so Greer lives another week and Kylie and Mercedes are going home. So rude. They have to say goodbye to Zach. Awful. In front of everyone on screen. Yeah, they just, like, have to, like, uh, step up and, like, make a speech to the to so the screen. So awkward. Mercedes is like, yeah, usually when you leave, you get closure, you get to hug him. And we didn't get to do any of that because it was through a freaking screen. Yeah. Freaking A. 
<laughs> Kylie is crying and berating herself. Oh. I'm so stupid. I'm so stupid. She's like, I know I'm enough. I just need to find the right person. Yeah. Uh, everyone had like a really rough week and hopefully Zach will soon be emerging from core so that they can have a better week next week. We in previews definitely see some one-on-ones with Charity and Ariel coming up. Lots I'm going to say of, tons of Katie and Gabby. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Lots of sobbing. Someone kissed Zach before another woman's one-on-one. Brooklyn and How Kat are fighting. Jess wants a one-on-one and Zach thinks she's focusing on the wrong thing, which, Zach, come on, get real. She's not focusing on the wrong thing. She's focused on the wrong thing, wanting quality time with me. Yeah. <laughs> also, Zach's going to do some lust. Which, yeah. No, let's love. go. It's going to be an we act love of it. love, not lust. And I, I'm going to oh, have to correct you Oh, I switched it in my head. I was like, an act of lust, not love? <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> That's good. And in the credit sequence, we see the British bar woman attempting to teach them some English slang. Like, fit, minger, shagging. And they're all like, yeah, I've seen Austin Powers. Again, are these people exposed to, like, no British culture except <laughs> Dickens' miniseries and Austin <laughs> Powers? Like, it's really appalling. And they they try to copy her accent. And then she does an incredible rendition of Can I Steal You for a Second in an American accent. I love this woman. Honestly, cast her on The Bachelor it. Exactly. Let, <laughs> let her date the senior bachelor that they've been promising us. <laughs> Uh, Kelsey, thank you so much for joining us on this beautiful journey. Can you tell the people where they can find you and your work? Sure. Yeah. I'm on every social media, unfortunately, at, <laughs> at McKinney Kelsey. And the podcast is Normal Gossip. You can get it wherever you got this one. Thank you so much for being here. It's always such a treat. Thank you for having me. I and love coming on my fave podcast. Come back soon. A real treat. I love you both. <laughs> It's time for Love to See It, Hate to See It. Let's start with Love to See It. First, we love to see Zach the Snack continuing to loosen up and have fun with the lighter elements of this job, joking around with the women. Some good jokes, some Some really terrible jokes, but, you know, just like being more himself. We also love to see Gabby getting her breakout date with Zach and bringing out a really sweet and goofy side of him loved their their conversation about Sour Patch Kids and marijuana. Oh, that sounds like a good afternoon, doesn't it? Honestly, yes. (laughs) We also love to see the group date featuring Zero Zach, but lots of silliness between the women. Of course, we're always hashtag here to make friends. And it it was kind of more fun in a way than watching them all try to get time with Zach. Honestly, yeah. Definitely something I would rather spend my time doing. We also loved all the excellent outerwear in this episode. You know, Bahamas were great, but you get that good fashion when you require <laughs> layers. There were a lot of trenches, menswear-inspired, oversized, like, transitional weather coats. I want them all. Also love to see just the relatability of Zach getting COVID and having to do everything over Zoom. Like, we've all been there, Zach. We like, I you. felt for them, but this was relatable and kind of hilarious. And I enjoyed that th- they actually left in the footage of Zach and the women being like, this is awkward. This is confusing. What am I supposed to do here? Like, it just brought something that we usually don't see in such a polished, earnest product. 
Yeah, again, so funny to see The Bachelor being like, let's let's do that. People find that relatable three years later. <laughs> I know. Classic. Also loved the hilarity of the women receiving the roses from a podium while Zach is on Zoom, which truly gave me, like, weird dystopian vibes. Like, they're in a bunker, and there's, like, an announcement coming from the one screen that's flickered on, and who will be rescued and who will not make the cut. Like, it was so weird, like, genre sci-fi vibes. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Uh, Darkly, I was into it. And now it's time for Hate to See It. First, hate to see women like Greer and also Mercedes just melting down completely. Like, they're clearly so, all so aware of the structure of this show and what it means if you haven't gotten a one-on-one yet. And it just seems emotionally very rough. We also hate to see The Bachelor attempting to rehab the idealized dream of the British royals. No, thank Um, you. No. No, we don't buy it. We read Spare. We've read the decades of tabloid coverage. We saw what happened to Princess Diana. Like This won't I'm not work on us, <laughs> ABC. You can't make me think that marrying into the British royal family is romantic. Doesn't look fun. We know better. We also hate to see more reminders, just that there is such a stunning lack of body diversity on this show. Again, want to affirm that all of Zach's struggles and Gabby's struggles were obviously real and don't want to diminish them. Um, but also it just, we we deserve to see more conversations more about bodies and, and the and, beauty and more, of different kinds of bodies. Exactly, exactly. We just deserve to see different bodies being painted as worthy of desire and love. Yeah. Um, And yeah, this show does not deliver that. Also hate to see Greer making a very awkward corporate comparison to Zach's missing out on a week of getting to know his potential future wife. You mean his best friend? Well, both. I mean, they're not mutually exclusive. (laughs) I should certainly hope not. And Zach responding with extremely obvious undisguised displeasure. It was so awkward. Just a classic moment of two people not really being on the same wavelength, and then also they're trying to do it over Zoom. So painful. Speaking of Zoom, we hate to see Kylie and Mercedes getting sent home over Zoom after a whole week of not getting any time with Zach. They didn't even get a hug, didn't get closure. Just, it, uh, that is a shitty way to go out. Yeah, and... It's got a sting extra, as we were saying. He clearly knew without even doing the dates we wanted to send home. It's got a really sting to be like, he kept me around, knowing basically at the beginning of the week that I wasn't it. And that's that sucks, man. Now it's time for our personality rating. Out of 10 Berzakis, how much personality did we see from Zach this week? So I think I was grading him too generously because I have a little bit more affection for him now. But but he just simply wasn't in a lot of this yeah. episode. It's hard. The rating is not entirely based on what he deserves. So much of it is editing and yeah. 
But it's yeah, what it just wasn't in see. a lot of this episode. It's and we did not see a lot of Zach's yeah. works. We saw some, so I think we gotta bring him back down to like four, four point five Verzaghi's. It's a shame. It's a shame he didn't have a chance to show us more of who he is. I am also going to ding him for saying the same exact thing to every woman in the virtual yeah. cocktail hour, which is Not like half of his screen time. can be biggest, okay, Zach? It's just like, we only get this little glimpse of you for the whole second two-thirds of the episode, and it's you telling every woman that you're going to give them the biggest hug and kiss when you see them. But we do see earlier in the episode a little bit more from Zach. We see several humorous scent comparisons an absolutely egregious English accent that he trots out a couple times, some more distinctively awful dancing, and lots of cursing on camera. I think a big part of his personality is just, like, cursing. It's starting to seem like. (laughs) So, yeah, for me, it's a four. I'm hoping for more next week once he's out of four. I think think we're going to see more from him. I am am hopeful. Onward and upwards. (laughs) for Zachy. And on that note, that is it for Love to See It with Emma and Claire. Thanks to our guest, Kelsey McKinney. Love to See It is produced by us, Claire Fallon and Emma Gray and Stitcher. This episode was edited by Talon Stradley. Our theme music is by Tamar Habib and our art is by Celine Chang. Josephine Martirana is our executive producer. If you like our show, please remember to follow us wherever you get your pods. Leave us a five-star rating and leave us a review. And of course tell all your friends about our show if you want to get in touch you can email us at clarinemmapod at gmail.com you can also find us on twitter and tiktok at love to see it pod and on instagram at clarinemmapod and you can find our newsletter rich text on substack at clarinemma.substack.com i'm also on twitter and instagram at claire e fallon and i'm at emily d rose we will be back later this week with more perfect match and next week with more of zach's journey can you keep up Stitcher. Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle, because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory-smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider, and also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your crave. Whether you're making the same breakfast that you have every day or baking a cake for an extra special day, eggs are a staple in our diets. Eggland's best eggs are nutritionally superior to ordinary eggs, containing more vitamins and 25% less saturated fat. Not only are they better for you, but Eggland's best eggs taste better too. There's a reason that they're America's number one eggs. Visit egglandsbest.com for additional information and delicious recipes.